This is How Men Think with Brooks Like and Gavin DeGraw, an iHeartRadio podcast. Welcome to another episode of How Men Think. My name is Brooks Like. I'll be your host today. And we have a gracious co-host riding alongside with me today. His name is Mr. Bob Guinea. He came, you first probably got to know him on ABC's hugely popular hit, The Bachelor. But now he's a bi-monthly panelist on the Today Show. And Bob, I'm reading your bio here, brother. You have the longest bio I've ever read. Welcome to the show, Bob. Thank you. Yeah, you know, it's one of those things when you're uh, when your manager writes it and you just you're like, well, I don't want to risk not mentioning something. So he also Dude, he also just... took a dump two weeks ago. I mean, everything's in there. It's <laughs> you've, uh, you've done everything. I mean, you covered the Super Bowl, daytime Emmys. I mean, you've been on Oprah, specials for EVH1. You name it. You got to teach me the ways here, my man. <laughs> Uh, buddy, you've already got it figured out way more than I do. Trust me. No, um, buddy, I appreciate you coming to the show. And Thanks. this is going to be kind of baptism by fire. And I know you're you're jumping right into this. But today's show, I'm excited about this one because uh, we also have with us producer Amy and producer Danielle. Ladies, welcome to the show. We need to set you two straight. That's what we need okay. to do. So, Bob, <laughs> buckle in here, Bob. Because this show is, we're going to talk about all the things that women do that men just don't understand. And okay. with Amy Sugarman, the list is endless. And it's almost <laughs> like a little game. It's almost like a little game. We're going to read you the list. You guys see if you can explain it, and then we'll correct you. Okay. Okay. So, so Bob and I are basically just sacrificial lambs here. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? So, yeah. Bob, yep. Bob, Bob. Bob you're a champ, brother, for coming on, ah. on this episode. <laughs> but uh, our conversation prior to this, Amy is fired up. She just got off a business meeting, Zoom call that she hates that just didn't go so well. So uh, I'm trying to, to calm myself I, down. Trying to calm myself down. Okay, so Amy, how do we want to do this? Do you want to read the question or do I want yeah, to read Danielle the Yeah, Danielle will read the, the list. So Danielle okay. will read the list. Then you two will give your thoughts and then we will correct you. Okay, ah. so we, we have thoughts or things that women do um, that men misunderstand. These are from listeners emailed into us and Danielle's going to read them. And then Bob and I are going to take our best grope in the dark at these topics. <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> are you guys ready? I'm no. ready. Okay. Uh, here's the very first one. And Amy, this is her favorite. Oh, God. Um, okay. Why do women overthink and read into text messages? Definitely Amy Sugarman's favorite. Oh my God. You could send, you could literally send okay to Amy and she'd be like, what does this mean? How does he, what is he thinking here? What's he feeling? Why would he respond like that? Like oh, it's part of my favorite thing. I miss, I miss seeing you in real life, Amy, because I miss witnessing you in a text conversation. <laughs> yeah. I like, I like when women will read the text message back to you and, and they'll say, you know, can you believe she said this? Then she was like, Oh my God, whatever. And it's like, uh, I don't think the tone was in that email. I think it may have said, OMG, you know, whatever you want to do, we can do. And uh, yeah, I, I've seen it a million times. It's, it's always going to go from zero to a thousand. I think it's because of the love of the passion of the person reading that text. So you talk about Amy Sugarman, she's a passionate person, right? She reads a text and it's like, I don't care whatever you want to do. She's like, I don't care whatever you want to do. So it, it just takes on a different... You know, there's little stops and pauses in there. Could that could that be what it is? Bob, I think you're a kinder human than I am <laughs> because I, I'm going to answer this question and say that um, based on my experience I have, of witnessing said person, uh, Amy <laughs> Sugarman, digest a text message, the mood that she's currently in plays directly into how she interprets the text message. Yes. Amy, am I correct there? So I think what you both are saying has some truth to it. But here's what I'll say for men and women, in my opinion, trying to communicate on text. Men in general just want to hurry up and be done writing the text. So therefore, we completely do not understand what is happening because in our minds, you should be wanting to spend a lot of time going back and forth giving us all the explanation, the emotion and the detail. And you just want to get back to whatever you're watching on TV, but we're not really prepared for that. So to us, we're thinking, why is he mad? 
Why is it, why doesn't he like me anymore? What's wrong? What's oh happening? Did, did he unfriend me on Instagram? It. We have to read it 20 times to try to decipher because y'all can't give us the information. So we're like detectives decoding the text. The other problem is they ask their friends to help decode it too. So what they think, like what the meaning behind the text message was, they'll ask a friend and then that friend will have a different meaning, which means everyone just overthinks. Yeah. Yeah. And that is a dark, dark hole to go down because you can really get lost in desperation if the friend jumps on your bandwagon and also <laughs> totally. thinks something's wrong. Because then you're just like, I am so screwed. <laughs> okay. So I, I just, I just participated. I just did a live experiment. I just text Amy. Amy, how are you doing? That so one is... That one is okay because you used a nice comma and a question mark and some punctuation. Here's the one that throws us. I will tell you guys what the one that throws us. So let's say I send a text to you guys and I'm like, hey, Bob, and you write back, what's up? So I immediately <laughs> hear that as this, what's up? Like, what do you want? Why are you texting me? What if it's got proper punctuation and a question mark and a smiley face? Then yeah, a real the smiley face. Oh, the smiley face would help. The question mark would just <laughs> throw me. Because well, I hear it as, what's up? Yeah, and, and they're not even asking you how you are or how your day is. It just goes straight to what's up. And it's like, all right, you she, clearly don't want to talk to me. <laughs> but all she said was hot. All you said was hi, Bob. Yeah. That was all you said. That's all you led with. So that's not taking a vested interest in Bob. Look at this gentleman. This is this is a wonderful, beautiful oh, gentleman. No, 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 no. And you're just saying well, hi. The hi is to sort of check if you're available for communicating before I flood you with information. It's like, hey. Why don't you just say, hey, Bob, I'd, I'd love to chat. Do you have a free minute? Then we can understand that. No. See? I'll be like. <laughs> I think no. No. So my advice is please stop texting back what's up. Unless you're going to add like a couple nice emojis or like, hey, how are you? What's going on? I'll call you in a minute like that. See, now I always thought that maybe women didn't like guys who used emojis. You know, like maybe it's more of a, a, a no, I think yeah, they like must it. like it. I, we I, definitely I like it. We definitely okay. like it. To an extent, right, let's not good. go crazy, but definitely right. a little. And and the perfect, um, what are the ones that look like you? You know, the bitmoji or whatever. Oh yeah, those are fun. That's good. Or uh, I don't know if it's GIF or GIF, but if you send me a good one of those. <laughs> oh yeah. I gotta I get better at that. I do too. Amy, what, what if I text you back with W-H-A-T-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z, like what's up? Oh. Ah! Better. Better. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think we're ready for number two. Are you guys ready? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Why do women say I'm fine when they're clearly not fine? I have no idea. That's, I have no idea. Yeah. I've been through a tremendous amount of marriage counseling over my adult life for that exact question and answer that I, that one, I don't think even women can answer. I think they say I'm fine in a way to elicit more conversation. So if they were really fine, they go, no, I'm, I'm, everything is totally fine. But instead, they're like, I'm fine. That means I'm not fine. It's your fault. And it's time to try and figure out the labyrinth of reasons why you pissed me off today. That's my thing. That is my, yeah, my gut <laughs> on that, that is we're too scared to immediately tell you what's going on. So, again, we're dipping our toe in the water with the I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine is like when someone says I wish you the best because here's what I wish you the best means please F off well, here's, here's what happens here's what happens to a guy when, uh, when a woman says I'm fine the guy goes oh dear fuck, I don't want to be yeah. anywhere near this <laughs> what did I do this time yeah like uh, I slowly start backing out of this room okay yeah <laughs> And I'm sneaking up. I'm fine. Yeah. Run for the hills. <laughs> yes, exactly. So why do you guys say it? Why, why not just say, I'm actually really upset right now? I would say fear. We are afraid to tell you 
how we are actually feeling. Why? Why? Yeah, afraid of what? I don't, this is for me, and I would love for people to tell me what they think for everyone listening, but for me, it would be fear and rocking the boat. Like, I get real nervous if I was, like, telling you, oh, I'm really upset, I'm mad. Like, here's an example. I'll give you an example. Like, sometimes I want to say to a boyfriend, why have you not called me? But I don't say it because God forbid the answer is like, I got in a car accident, my leg is broken, and then I've come in hot, like a real B-I-T-C-H. So it's almost like what I do is sort of, again, dip my toe in the water to try to figure out what's happening. Is there a valid reason before I go off the rails? But <laughs> Amy, if he got in a car accident and broke his leg, he's arms and fingers still work. He could still long legs texting. I think for me, I think for me, it's like, I don't want to be the one that has a problem. You know what I mean? Like I want to be like calm, cool, collected. I don't want to be the one that has a, I don't know, has an issue. Right. So you'd rather not come off like, see, so my wife has actually said this to me before. She's like, listen, I don't want to come off like I'm nagging about things that you should know better about anyway. A hundred percent. Yeah. So if she's reminding me, then somehow my idiocy has become her problem. When in uh, fact, I should just pick up on the fact that I'm a jackass and get over it. So I get it. It's all making sense now. Guys, I've wasted so much money on therapy over the years. This is way better. Yeah, welcome we do, to the show. We do accept, expect a lot of mind reading. We really yeah. would appreciate it if y'all could learn to read our minds. And it's very frustrating that you cannot do that. That's yeah. a tough one. That is a tough one. That is. Just like, and it's frustrating. It's frustrating from a man's point of view. Um, some, I will say this. Sometimes that has happened to me in my experience with life. And I've been like, oh, you're actually very valid there. I should have known better. I really should have known better. And other times it's happened the exact opposite where I'm like, how the hell am I supposed to know? <laughs> like, like it both, I've experienced both. I'm like, oh, that's like, I'm supposed to know that. Like, I have no idea about that. How am I supposed to know? Yeah. But, you can be a pretty self-aware guy and still, and I mean that in a night, in a good way and still not know what it is that the women in your life need a lot of times, because mm -hmm. that is a, it's like a, the, the target is kind of always moving. So you're just trying yeah. to, like, I'm trying to like uh, predict you know, what I should say to make sure I'm not pissing everyone off. And, that, and I'm not that smart, so it doesn't always work out to my advantage. <laughs> I think right, it's very well go. said. It's a moving target, Bob. You're right. All right, next that? one. Why do women take so damn long to get ready? Oh, my wife will tell you I take longer than her, which is completely untrue. But uh, <laughs> I, think, I think it's because they want to evaluate what you look like and then make sure that they look better. So like, you know, and that's easy to do. And some, you know, in my circumstance, that's pretty easy to do for my wife. But, you know, if I, for example, if we're going to dinner with some friends and I come out in jeans and a sweater and she comes out in a, in a ball gown, obviously signals are crossed. There's a mistake. So she'd rather just kind of wait, make sure that she's dialed in fashion wise, and then also make sure that, you know, we're at least 15 minutes late so that I apologize for it. Because I, I need to be the first one there and the last to leave. I have FOMO to one night. <laughs> So I'm going to just piggyback exactly what Bob just said. I want to answer this question with a question. Why is it that we have to leave 15 minutes late every single time? So if you tell a woman we're leaving at 7, that automatically means you're leaving at 7.15 at the earliest. Why is that? If you say 6.30, it means 6.45. Why can we not leave at a specific time, even when we communicate at 7 p.m.? Why does it automatically turn into 7.15? We let Amy answer that because she's the late one. I, I leave on time. Sorry. I believe that, Danielle. I do. So yeah. I, I tend to run 15 minutes late. <laughs> Why? At all times. I'm like not great with planning. And here's the thing on the getting ready. And I can't speak for all women, but my hair is like a serious situation. It takes like a really long time to blow dry. And I also think, and again, I would love for people to comment, the getting ready process for me is sometimes as fun as whatever I'm doing. It's like, 
I take a shower, I blow dry my hair, I love to lollygag, I might watch an episode of The Walking Dead while I'm filing my nails. Like, <laughs> I literally make it a whole thing. I like have a piece of chocolate, I might like make a snack. Like, it's just a whole to do. So, for me, that's that, let's not mess with that. And I'm kind of ready when I'm ready. And if I, if you're pressuring me, I'm going to get like a stomach ache. Yes. Yeah, Just give me that too. Second you know of all, I am the opposite of Bob. Arrive late and get out of there way before you vote. <laughs> oh, the yeah. If I haven't had the bar closed on me, I clearly have messed up tonight. That's my, <laughs> my mindset. Like literally they'll be like, sir, you have to leave. We cannot give you another beverage. I'll be like, oh, you guys need help cleaning up? Then I want to help. I want to be friends with the bartender. So I'm like, hauling gear out but you know what my sister and brother-in-law do which i think is great my brother-in-law has been with my sister almost 30 years tomorrow's their anniversary by the way Amazing. and uh they literally my brother-in-law's got it down to a science so he knows that my sister's kind of like sugarman so he literally his mindset will be like they'll say okay arrive at seven and he knows it's a half an hour drive so he'll say hey by the way the invitation says to be there at 6 30. so and she'll oh. go he lies he lies very Straight smart up. Yeah, yes. and then they'll arrive at seven ish, and they're still, you know, in in the real world or in her mind rather, they're still forty five minutes late. But in reality, they're like fifteen minutes later on time all okay. the time. Our famous quote. So we obviously, you know, back when people used to be able to be near people, we would have lots of events. And literally, like my famous quote is like, "Why are all these people on time? Like, we're not ready." So yeah. I don't, I, when I, I think like 15 minutes is okay. One of the first things I learned when I moved to LA was that seven o'clock meant 7.30 to eight. Yeah. <laughs> like I, a, friend had some, a friend had something at like seven o'clock. So I'm like 6.55, I'm there. Like if you're not, in my world, if you're not five minutes early, you're 10 minutes late. If you were, <laughs> if you were five minutes late, you missed the team plane. Yeah. You missed the team bus. Like if you were five minutes late. <laughs> You were penalized for that. And so then I get to LA and I show up at seven o'clock. Nobody's there. I'm the first one there. And they're like, what are you doing here? I'm like, you said seven. You're like, well, it's 6.55. I'm like, yeah, it's seven. Brooks, <laughs> I'm on like, your page. I'm the first one there and first one out. Like <laughs> LA is so bad. The it's funniest so bad. thing about that. Okay, so you know how like there's award shows or whatever back again when we used to be able to be near people. So like, let's say it's the American Music Awards. The invitation actually says, doors close at seven o'clock. You will not be let in after seven o'clock. And then people call me in a panic and I'm like, it's lies. It's just giant <laughs> lies. Like they 100% let you in after seven o'clock. They're like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> that is so true. All right, next one. Why do women like Grey's Anatomy? Probably because is there hunky Brooke guys on it? I don't know. We, we answered the same way at the same time, I think. I, I think I said McSteamy and you said McDreamy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Was, was Bob on that show too? <laughs> you know, I, was, I helped carry in some stuff for one of the banquets. I, uh, you know, I, was, I was the first guy there, so I carried in the cocktails. <laughs> okay. Um, I've never watched two minutes of Grey's Anatomy, although I think, isn't it the longest running TV show or something like that? It's a very long running medical drama. I think Law & Order SVU has been on like okay. way longer. So I have no idea why, why I, I can't answer it because I don't even know the show. Women love doctors. If it was called, you know, oh. Plumber's Anatomy, no one would be watching, no one would care. Not, no, no offense to plumbers. <laughs> I'm sure there's some pretty handsome. There's probably a McSteamy and a McDreamy of the plumber world as well. But these guys are doctors. They're in Seattle. They're making you know all this dough. They happen to be pretty easy on the eyes. You know that's why. That's why they're saving they're, lives. They're saving, saving lives. lives. Yeah, they're not. Is it? Is it? Drains, you know. Yeah. Is it because they like like the caretaker? Is there a lot of like caretaker kind of like um, that kind of stuff in it? I think we get invested in the storyline, Danielle. You you can comment, but I think we get invested in the storyline like we fully know these people and they're real. That's my experience with a lot of shows. Like I truly begin to care about these people like I know them. I have that with Grey's Anatomy. Emily in Paris is a new show where Ooh, I love that show. Did so you watch good. it? Yeah, I loved it. I watched the whole thing. 
Right. I completely care about these people. And I would say Grey's Anatomy is very clever about really making us invested, not only in like each episode where they're saving the life, but like who they're going to be with. And we also are like, I don't like that person with this person. So we really get to fully judge in the same way we judge The Bachelor, where we're like, oh, that guy's no good. Get rid of it, you know? <laughs> so yep. for me, it's not Grey's Anatomy. It's This Is Us. But like literally every time I watch that show, I'm a puddle. I'm a puddled mess. Like I'm crying. I have tissues. I like snot coming out of my nose. And my <laughs> husband is always like, why are you watching a show that is making you cry? I do not understand that. And I'm like, it literally makes me feel like, let me be in my emotions right now. Like I'm crying because I'm totally invested in these people and they all have like storylines. So like you try or not try, but like, I like, for example, like, um, uh, Justin Hartley's character on This Is Us, like I have a friend that's just like him. So I'm like, oh my gosh, it's like my friend. Or I don't know, you just get super invested and you feel Do yourself you feel a favor, it. Brooks. Watch the two minute trailer for the new season of Grey's Anatomy and the crossover episode with Station 19. I have watched it three times because I'm so obsessed and trying to learn more. Crying from the trailer because it, they're, oh, it's so good. So here's a question. I have a question um, for you two women. Um, I think for, I don't know, I shouldn't speak for all men, but I, I think for me, let me just speak for me. Um, it's hard for me to emotionally feel something in a fictional TV series or fictional movie. If it's a documentary and it's a true story, absolutely I can feel something and, and I like my heart can get invested in it. But if I know it's fiction, it's hard for me to to emotionally feel something. How, why That's is that a very interesting point. Bob, how do you feel about that? And my question also is when you watch sports, if your team wins or your guy gets hurt, do you get emotionally like affected? Uh, I'll answer the sports part. I'm a Detroit Lions fan, so I've never experienced the winning part. <laughs> But I'm assuming I would feel amazing. <laughs> I, I, I'd be like, I'd jump for joy, but that, that just has never happened for me. But um, I actually do, I do get into shows. I get into them, man. Like, like, uh, like I, I do. Like, I, but, I, but I'm more of like, a, um, for example, like right now, <laughs> I'm really into Cobra Kai, man. I am. Oh, I haven't watched it. it. Oh, it's so good. And I like, I'm like binge watching it. Like, I mean, it's, you know, I'm, I'm literally. You know, um, um, wax on, wax off. And are you like Ralph Macchio, or is it the new people that are hooked? No, you know, I'm back with I'm back with Billy Zabka, man. Okay. I'm back with Cobra Kai. I think he's doing. You know, I like Ralph Macchio too. But no, you know, and I did love Emily Emily in Paris. I love that show. I do get into it, but I don't get like super emotionally involved unless it's like one of those binge series that you can just, for example, Yellowstone. Have you guys seen that? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Love Kevin Costner. Me too. And I think it's a Kevin great Costner's role. my actor. Oh yeah. He's so good. And that's how he's so good. That's how I feel about Walking Dead. I'm catching up on the last four episodes or something. And literally Daryl means so much to me that I don't know how to like deal with it. And one of the comforting things for me is that I know he's getting a spin-off. So I truly don't have to worry he's gonna die like as much because if he's getting a spinoff in a couple years like they're not going to kill him right like i care about him so much <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> what's next oh okay, my god next i can't wait till the end of this episode when we this. tell them what's happening next week. i can't wait because we oh. know what's happening but you guys don't know so I don't. Okay. okay i don't why do women offer their homes even when they don't have space now, Danielle, give your story on this so Bob and Brooks uh, can understand. Oh, my gosh. Easton's going to die because he doesn't know this story yet. So, <laughs> Easton, feel free to chime in. So, um, maybe, like, a month or two ago, there was these massive fires by Easton's home. And his wife had posted something on Instagram and um, saying, like, we might get evacuated. And so I, I hit her back and I was like, if you get evacuated, come to my house. Like, we, like, come over. Like, I will take you guys in. And I told my husband, I was like, um, Easton and his wife might get evacuated. Like, I told him to come over if they need anything at all. And John's like, and where are they going to go? Like, we have a one-bedroom apartment. We do not have space. And I was like, it's besides the point. I just 
like I want to help them out. Like if if they gotta sit on our couch, they gotta sit on our couch. It's better than their house that is by all these fires. And he's like, Danielle, we don't have space. I don't know why you said that. So <laughs> that's my story. <laughs> so I, I I love that. I can touch on that. So this is what this is my thought when I hear that. One, Danielle, God bless your heart. You have a beautiful heart that you would, I believe you would always welcome anybody in trouble into your home. That's amazing. Guys, your husband, are more practical and literal. And he then looks at numbers and logistics. It's like, well, where are they going to sleep? We don't have space. It's a one-bedroom apartment. What's the other option? But you just lead with heart. And then I think guys, like when there's a, something arises, I think they go to the, at least I do, go to the very logical, pragmatic answer. Yeah, that's definitely a right brain, left brain type of conversation, right? I agree with you. I mean, Danielle, that's, I think that's very nice. And I think that's very sweet. And I think that I am clearly the woman in my relationship. Because I would basically be, <laughs> I would basically be like, yes, of course, come on in. And my wife would be like, what in the hell are you talking about? We don't have space for these people. Uh, so I just realized that I, I am actually, I should probably, I, I should be on the other side of the panel here. I feel. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> that brings up, okay, that brings up a very interesting thing that's going through my mind while you're all talking about that. So he, I think women, and again, I hate to generalize, but I'm going to do it anyway. Have We struggle with like what we should do versus what we want to do or what would be perceived as the nice thing to do. Like, here's my big dilemma right now. I'll give this to you guys and you can all solve yes, it. Please. So a couple months ago, four friends said, let's go to Carmel for the weekend. Like everyone can get tested. It'll be safe, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I've been very locked down. Like, cause I basically, my parents live right near me. So I'm very like COVID careful because I need to protect mm -hmm. everybody. So two months ago, I was like, okay, let's make the reservation. And then I can always like bug out if I get too nervous <laughs> about it. Well, now it's like a week away. So here's where I'm at. I do want to go. Like I want to see these four friends. They're four of my closest friends. Am I super worried about them? No, I know they've all been tested multiple times. They'll, they'll get tested again, but we, you know, that doesn't necessarily guarantee and they've got kids and the whole thing. So I'm like, oh, oh, that makes me stressed. Then I'm also like, now I'm so comfortable in my own home that I'm like afraid to leave it. Yeah. I have this like, oh, I'm scared to go stay in a hotel. Like, you know, I mean, I'll, I'll bring my lice on. I was nuts with that stuff before, but I digress. So it's like, I want to go, but I don't want to go. Like, here's where I'm at. If somebody else canceled and it got canceled, I would be happy. But at the same time, like, I want to be brave and I want to go. We'll still totally be distanced. I will wear a mask and be distanced without, I don't have any drama with that. It's like, stay 15 feet away because <laughs> that's fine. But it's like, ugh. I'm so nervous. Should I go? Should I not go? Ugh. Like I'm so <laughs> conflicted. I do not know what to do. Then of course my family was like, they're going to, our, we have a Tahoe house. And I'm like, Oh my God. So now I have to either go or I have to be alone or I have to go to time. Like, Oh, <laughs> I literally don't know what, what to is, do. what is the question? What do I, what do I do? Like, <laughs> <laughs> what is the question? <laughs> I have a question about half the noise effects I just heard during that conversation. Ugh, ah, ee, oh. <laughs> that was amazing. So Amy laid all of that out, but didn't give us any direction with like, what no, are we supposed do. to help you? I do not know what to do. And I have to decide by tomorrow because we can't cancel past tomorrow. Ugh. I think what I'm going to do is... <laughs> 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 oh my god my poor friends too because i'm like so freaky like when friends come over for like outside distancing like literally they sit i wish you guys could see i should take pictures the my outdoor safe area is like 25 feet apart so you're like <laughs> what what i believe it all right, I Amy, think we're on to the next question, right? Yeah, we'll leave Amy to solve that one on her own. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough one. 
I honestly got lost. (laughs) (laughs) I think you should go. (laughs) Okay, next question. Why do women need a different purse for every occasion? Yeah, that is a tough one. I I kind of know an answer. I've been told a bunch over the years that, you know, the purse needs to match the shoes, which need to match the evening and the event. So if it's a, you know... If, uh, I mean, honest to God, I've seen closets in my own home. I mean, I'm trying not to implicate my wife on this one, but that have so many purses in them that you are literally just like, I mean, I've never even seen this purse come out of the box or out of the bag. And it's, you know, why is this even here? But you can't part with it. It's got to be here. So, yeah, I, I feel like it's, you know, there's a mood. There's a mood factor. There's a, uh, a fashion factor and a function factor. And all three yeah. of those things have to line up to a certain degree in order for the, be the perfect handbag choice of the evening. That's my thought. You nailed that. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I would say you pretty much nailed that. Well done, Bob. Yeah. Cause as I'm, as I'm listening to that, I'm like, wow, especially that three, what were the three function fashion? I don't remember the, I don't even know what I said. I I don't know. I don't know. You crushed it. My, my answer to that was, Color, Mike. My, my answer to that was was going to be, I have no idea. Then, <laughs> like, yeah. The best way I can explain it is a purse is like a clothing item. So what you wear to the beach, you're not going to wear to the wedding. A, a wedding, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like it's literally just an extension of an outfit. So if you're what wearing if something it's a casual, beach wedding. <laughs> <laughs> well, and now. Yeah. I will admit I was never going to be the fanny pack person, but now because like I need my hands. So I have embraced fanny packs because I need my phone and I don't want to put anything on the ground and I need my wipes and I need my this and my that. So oh, I rock the fanny I am pack. full fanny pack right now too. Like full I, fanny pack. I went 46 really? years, no fanny pack. And now full on. And I don't even need to call it a belt bag. I will embrace and call it a fanny pack. Do you fanny wear yours on the front? Bag. Do you wear the bag part on the front? Yeah, but some, but what I've been doing lately is like kind of doing it like a crossbody bag. Like a crossbody. Yeah. Gangster then. Oh. I know. Um, super fashionable. So the genesis of this show was um, the other day, Amy, about a week ago, you asked me if I was going to do some social posting thing or something. I was like, Amy, if you get me that deal, I'll buy you a purse. Yeah. And then when I said purse, I'm like, that sounds like something my grandma would use. Do they call it a purse? I know they call it a clutch, but is a purse a clutch or is like whatever, or a bag? I'll just buy you something you like. And then you went, oh my God, this is perfect. Stuff that guys don't know about women. And I'm like, great, let's do it. So, so I, didn't know, I didn't know if I offended you by saying I'll buy you a purse. Cause I don't even know what a purse I is. Would say, I, think of a- I would rather just have the cold hard cash, but not <laughs> to buy your own purse, purse or bag <laughs> or clutch. But yes. So that is what happened that made us want to do this whole episode because we feel like it's the old, we don't speak the same language. Danielle, what is next? Hey, why do women talk on the phone for hours to gossip? I never will figure that out. Because Grey's Anatomy is not on that day. (laughs) (laughs) This is another one I think where guys, I mean, uh, that's the the advent of texting was the greatest thing in the world to me. Like I would rather text than ever talk on the phone and it's terrible, I know, but I don't really need to have all the fluff. I just want to be like, Hey, uh, meet for dinner at seven. See you at, at you know Charlie's Crab or whatever. Doesn't need to be a conversation about why we're going to dinner because that's why we're going to be at dinner is to have a conversation. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> what I'm going to wear because I don't care what you wear, so you don't care what I wear, so we'll just show up and we'll show up. So I think that women are just that much more. I mean, my my wife literally, I've, I've been hearing her on the phone for like the last ever since we got on the horn, and she'd been on for like an hour ahead of, of us with a 24 month old running around the house. Yeah. So 22-month-old, really. So it's like, yeah. We love fluff. We live for fluff. I'm going to take a stab at this one. Um, To feel and and be understood. Interesting. Even though though it's gossip, even though it's not like. Deep and yet accurate. 
Like there's some sort of thing about being connected to somebody that at some point there's going to be like real topics come up in the discussion, even though a lot of it is just gossip and fluff. Like at some point, the realness of why you called is going to come up in it. Um, but also just to feel safe enough to be yeah. heard that there might need to be some stuff before it. I um, feel that again, you're nailing it. Like there, that's pretty accurate. Yeah, I think that sounds, you know, what's interesting is my wife says to me all the time, she's like, I don't need you to fix everything. Sometimes I just want you to listen. Because yeah. in my mind, it's gonna look, you know, so she'll say this happened today. And I'll go, oh, well, you know, you could have done that. And I mean, I don't know why I'm saying it because clearly it already happened. I'm not fixing anything. <laughs> she doesn't need that, right? She just needs someone to listen to her and kind of commiserate and be like, yeah, that really sucks. Instead, I'm like, well, that's ridiculous, you know? I don't think men realize how far it would go for them if they literally just made a phone call to say hey just wanted to see how you're doing i'm about to run into a meeting but it's like that would be like christmas the other thing i will say so i had a boyfriend then i lost the boyfriend but i'm still friends with the boyfriend it's a whole tragic story we can talk about later but I'm still talking to, to him yeah, so so that I call, <laughs> yeah, that can be a therapy session. So I called him and I was like, oh, he hasn't called me back in a bit, starting to go off the rails. But here's how he saved himself. He's obviously like golfing or doing something. So I call, he doesn't answer. So I sent a text like, hey, he wrote back right away and said, I'll call you at three. So it was like, number one, he wrote me right back. And number two, he's like giving me a time. So then I'm like, and he's one of those guys who will call when he says he's going to call. So it was like, I don't even need to talk to you now. Like, I'm good. Like, I literally, and then I forgot we were doing this. So I sent him a text. I was like, oh, I forgot. I can't talk because now I feel so good. Really? That's, Amy, I text, I text you today during this uh, podcast. I said, Amy, how are you doing? <laughs> That's pretty good. I will say listening goes a long way, Bob. You hit the nail on the head with that one. That's all yeah. all we want is just somebody to listen to us. Yeah. It makes sense. I mean, I guess all anybody wants, really. That's yeah. True. All that's anybody true. truly wants, you know. I think that's like really an true. amazing one of the most amazing qualities in a person is somebody that can just listen, be present, be listen be empathetic and compassionate and, and not try to fix everything and not solicit opinion. Just be there to receive. I think that's a, I have a, I have one friend who is phenomenal at that. He's maybe the best I've ever seen. He's been a, uh, he's a brother to me. He's a huge part of my life and he is a phenomenal listener and does never, never offers a biased opinion or injects and whatever. He'll just like listen and receive. Um, and then, offer any guidance he can if I'm seeking it, you know, but fantastic friend. It's a beautiful skill in a person. Yeah. Well said. Okay. Next one. Why do women love so many pillows? <laughs> I can confirm, I don't know, but they need them all. Pillows. Yeah. They, my wife takes all of the pillows and I literally be sitting there going, really nothing. But I, I don't know the reason why behind that, but I do know that it is a desire for women to take every pillow in the bed. But like, does it bother you when you have like 12 pillows on your bed? I, yes. I actually love it. I think it looks great. I so would rather have it on there. But then when you go to take them off every night, it's like pillow, 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 yeah. pillow. Here, wait, pillow. do you guys want me to show you something? Okay, hold Stack on. it eight feet high over here and then okay. got to put them back on in the morning. <laughs> it's true. I mean, the big throw pillows, I've tried. Ah. I don't know. It's just an, it's an aesthetic thing. It's just an aesthetic yeah. thing. That's it's my for guess. decor. Yeah. Decor. Could you guys oh, see my couch? Okay. Could you guys see my couch? Yeah. Yeah. It has That's a, a lot, lot of pillows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's next up. Why do women only wear the same outfit once? That's more award showish. I feel, I mean, I, I, I gotta say like, I've seen, I've seen, you know, my wife, I can use as my example, who she's got a couple serious go-to items. And we go to the Kentucky Derby every year. And well, you know what, now that you just said, now I'm saying that it's true. Every year at the Derby, she's got a new, a yeah. new dress for each of them. That is <laughs> yeah. true. Um, and I've worn the same suit th 30 times. 
<laughs> I, I was I was gonna I was gonna answer. I have no idea, but now here's my answer. Um, this is a guess, but this is my answer. They are afraid of being judged as being not relevant and in in the way of not having the newest updated fashion and feel like say, they might be judged for that. I would say there's some sort of truth there, but for me, it's like you can wear the same dress, but not with the same crowd of people. So like if I'm doing something with my college friends, I could wear that same dress for a work thing. Okay. Right. Here's here's the, like here's my perspective on it. Um, one of my one of my like life goals is to never live life in excess. Um, not to have eight cars, not to have thirteen watches. And so, like one of my life goals is to stay humble and and just provide for myself what I need, but then use my resources to better the lives of other people around me and not just live my life in excess. And so I'm like Bob, I can wear the same suit 30 times and feel good about it because I'm going to buy one or two or three nice things that I really enjoy and are timeless. And I will continue to wear them versus having to have a new one all the time. That would just exhaust me and not be congruent with how I want to live my life. Yeah, I think I have too much crap. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this leads to the next one. Why do women need wallets the size of books? Because they stuff in there. You'll bring everything. You'll bring everything you don't need just in case you might once a year need it. It would be like a guy bringing like 14 different tools. He's like, well, I don't know. I might have to screw something in. I might need a, I need a ratchet. I might need a saw. I mean, like, who, like, I have no idea. You should see like my... My wallet is a little clip that's got like four cards in it and 10 bucks. And that's if I don't, right? And if it's not in there, uh, whatever. If I can't pay for it with a Visa or an American Express, all right, whatever. I don't need it. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I, always, I said that to my wife the other day. I'm like, your wallet is absolutely huge. And I don't know if you've noticed this, but since we've get, gotten married, you've never used it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she literally has referred to me as her wallet before. She'll be like, oh, yeah, no, I got my wallet right here. And, I'm, and, she, and we both think it's funny. But I'm just like, why is your wallet so big? It clear, And why does it have a zipper on it? The zipper clearly doesn't function because I've never seen you pick up the tab for a damn thing. I've, I'm trying to figure it out. <laughs> I, I always like to prepare for any scenario yeah. so i have my insurance card i have all of my AAA. credit cards i have AAA. my AAA. i have like a nordstrom gift card i have like a froyo gift card like all the random gift cards that i have i have um like Check. literally anything that could possibly be needed what if i have to get somebody out of jail i better have my checkbook exactly yeah. exactly <laughs> and now could- let me tell you about now because I already was like pretty prepared. Let me tell you what's in my car. <laughs> Wipes, two kinds, Lysol plus like wet ones because those are better for the hands. Lifesavers just in case I need something to suck on. Extra cash, emergency cash. A towel just in case of a spill. Little plastic gloves in case I just have to pump the gas. And a toilet. I got a Florida potty and here's the thing. I thought I was insane with my porta potty. It's like a kid's potty, but it, a, a bag attaches to it so that if I have to go in it, Kristen Bell, God bless her on, was it Ellen Ellen? She had to, Ellen was playing a game with her, Ellen DeGeneres of like, go get the last thing you bought on Amazon and sure as Bleep. Does she come back with this go in the car potty contraption? And I was like, I am not alone. I have never felt so seen ever. I was like, yep, I have two potties. <laughs> you have two in your car? Do you want me to get one? Do you want me to get one? So here's my question. Why why do you why do you have them? Is it because you hate public restrooms or because like you have you just sometimes get a real Dude, uh, rush case of diarrhea so i won't waste your time it's up oh no you really would well okay one of them you could go 
poop in if you had to. But it's because I really don't want to use a public restroom right okay. now. Okay. So, yeah. And I haven't had to. So I, where do you use I, it? You'll just, just go slide into just the, to have You just slide into the, the just to have back it. of your, you slide into the oh back my of your God. car and do it? My or friend like, where Lisa, are you going to so, do it? Yeah. And that was doable, but it, it was small. It looked a little looked a little stressful. So then my friend Lisa, she's like, get this one. She said, even after COVID, she's just going to continue to use it. It's that great. She just sits it on her car. So in the back, you put this bag over it. You can go number one, you could go number two. You just tie it up. To disrobe and well, like, yeah, you sit put, on the They perch. have something called a privacy blanket, but you can just use a towel. So you just pop, take your whatever pants down or whatever you put the towel over you you just go and it go and there's even a thing so if you have to go number one there's a some sort of absorption absorption thing in the bag so that you don't get like splashback and like it just absorbs it and then you're just solid <laughs> it brings me so much comfort i actually had to go somewhere the other day and i didn't put it in the car and i went back in the house because i also feel like if it's there I don't even have to go. It's like a placebo effect or something. What's that called? I guess that's but what it's called. But if it's, uh, no, it's called, uh, yeah, uh, but if it's not there, you're like, oh, I have to go. Like, here, I'll, I'll cut it to what it is. Because it was there, I didn't even have to go. If I didn't have it, I probably would have had diarrhea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of this. Um, oh! I, like, <laughs> I do not think I'm alone, but maybe we can do an Instagram poll. Danielle, do you have a porta potty in Danielle your car? Danielle has one too. I, no, I don't. But what I do have um, are like um, dispo not disposable, uh, like travel utensils, just because I'm not <laughs> really using like the fork or like things like at a restaurant. So I just have them with me um, to eat. Yeah. Bob, what, what's why in are you your laughing? Car? I swear Bob. to God, I have it. I love it. I'm going to do that. I love it. Bob, what do you have in your car at all times? Well, you know, I got a, a kid who's under two years old, so I've always got diapers, wipes, a changing pad. Um, trying to think what I have in that is interesting, though. I mean, for a guy, you know, I mean, I think about it from the standpoint of, hey, you know, like an empty Gatorade bottle, and I'm, I'm, I'm fine on the side of the road. Tanya Rad, Tanya Rad yeah. went in her water bottle. She yeah. did she is very skilled. I do not know yeah. how she did that. Just, the thing Kristen Bell got was like a funnel. Kristen Bell's was like a funnel. Respect. I respect oh. Kristen Bell more than ever. Why do women say they're not hungry, but will still eat off your plate? Ah, and okay. eat their entire plate. Yes. So it used to be that my wife, I would call my wife, I, I mean, it even happened today. I was stopping for like Mediterranean food, like a gyro, you know? And I was like, hey, I'm stopping to get this food at this place, Simply Fresh type of thing. And I'm like, you know, do you, uh, do you want anything? And she's like, no, I'm good. I just ate. I said, okay. Now we've been together for a long time. So I literally went in and I ordered two gyro dinners. And I came out and my wife's like, why did you order that? I said I wasn't hungry. And I'm like, oh, I just, you know, I have it here. I, maybe I'll eat it for lunch tomorrow or something. I sit down, she eats the entire thing. Whack it back, gone. And she's like, why would you even get that? And I'm like, because I knew you'd be picking on mine and I didn't want that. So I figured I'd rather spend the $6 to give you your own damn thing. So you leave my my little tray alone, you know? My husband like, does that too. And I'm so yeah. appreciative. I'm like, good move. <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's, I literally put it in my phone. I learned every her favorite orders at all these different places, and I put it in my phone. So if I happen to go, like if I go to Subway right now, I can wh whack off her order quickly. You know, just blast through it, and uh, yeah, that became my go-to. <laughs> it is so true. Because um, also, what you said, Bob, guys are so defensive of their portions because we're like, I, I want to eat till I'm full. I want to eat this whole plate. This is gonna make me so happy. This whole thing is just—it's like guardian it's like this is yes. mine and then when they start raiding it it's like dear god what are you doing you know, <laughs> <I know. laughs> it's so true and i would really rather spend the six bucks ten bucks whatever it is just like that just to protect just it's like it's like insurance for a flight 
You know, I'll, I'll buy that. I'll buy. I probably won't need it, but I'll buy it just in case. Just in case. Like the porta potty. See, yeah, okay, yeah, you I get it? you. Okay. No, get um, can I read one? I text a friend this question. Yes. I said, "What is one thing that that um, you think men don't understand about women?" And the text back was actually pretty long. That was even hard to understand. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it was a woman. Yeah, yeah, it was a woman. Okay, this is this is like my best guess would be that guys don't understand just the depths of which a single thought comes from in a woman. By the time she has come to a conclusion and finally said something, that thought has gone in eighteen circles, twenty-seven tabs are open at all times, and five fake scenarios have been made. Meanwhile, <laughs> yeah. guys, meanwhile, guys are straightforward. What they think, they say; what they feel, they do. But then again, maybe I am missing understanding it all <laughs> that's the best perfect. way to end this episode right perfect. There. <laughs> so so why is it that i'm trying to decipher and uncode that um <laughs> there's no uncoding needed every woman listening fully understands end and fully is it so uh, unpack it for us unpack that for bob and i it was yeah. so clear what do you mean unpack it she nailed it but why, why, why does every thought have to go in 18 circles, have 27 tabs open, and five fake scenarios made? Because that's how we do. That's how we do. The five fake scenarios is so good because we do that in our minds. Like, literally have created, like, a full <laughs> picture of what has happened for the next year in our mind. So By true. the way, this person is wonderful. A very, very kind soul. Wonderful. And it's so really interesting. Are you ready to hear what's happening next week? Um, oh God. Can we have Bob back for it? Yes, so Bob, can you Thanks. come back next week? And here's what's gonna happen. So this week's episode is called Men Just Don't Understand. Well, okay. next week is called, is this one called Men Just Don't Understand? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. next week is Women Just Don't Understand. So we are gonna open the floodgates. We want Boom. women to Instagram us, email us, what, what you know, whatever they want to, however they want to get the message to us of all the things like this that they do not understand about men. And then we're going to bring you guys back to explain it. Like we won't, Danielle and I will not chime in because we don't know either. So we're going to let you guys, and maybe we'll get one more guy to help us understand. Uh, that's I'm looking forward to this. You're going to have to, from our listeners, we're probably going to get a ton of questions, but you're probably going to need a lot of questions instead of just seven. Like it took, right. us, it took us an hour to cover seven questions. Like we're going to need 85 questions to get through 45 minutes. Cause it's going to be like, this is why we do it. That's why we do it. So what's our email man at, at, iheartradio.com you can send us your questions yeah also, or follow us on instagram yeah i'll put it on instagram so you guys can just send us your responses there too okay can can we lead into that with one question from you guys what's one thing you don't understand about men? i'm gonna have like 45 questions by just next one week. just one <laughs> right now just one well i addressed the one with the what's up that one really stresses me out okay Danielle, <laughs> remember, you think, oh, think can that. i touch on that can i touch on that remember when gavin I, said i have one Remember when Gavin said, what's up? It means like, how are you doing? Are we grabbing oh, yeah. dinner? How's your truck running? Like, did you see the game the other night? Like, what's up means everything. That's, <laughs> that's just, that's just through Amy. For like, it's like all It paralyzed her. It paralyzed her. She's like, oh God, I don't know what to do with this. <laughs> well, I mean, I can give you the big question of, and this may not be you two, but a lot of men. So do you guys know about the three types of attachment? No. No. Let's have it. Oh my God. Okay. So you guys need to do some homework this week. So there's three types of attachment. There's secure attachment, there's anxious attachment, and there's avoidant attachment. And many, many men are, have avoidant attachment. And I'd like to know why, like what scares you so much? What was the second even... one? Anxious. Oh. So if you Google the three types of attachment, there'll be, that's some homework for you guys. There's secure, which if you are secure attachment, then you've got it together. There's anxious and then there's avoidant. And I would like to dig into avoidant. Okay. I don't even know what Like it a means. lot of men really do not mind being alone. They really enjoy 
being alone. And by being alone, it doesn't just mean reading in the other room. It means like they don't need to talk to anybody. They don't need anyone in their house for like days on end. <laughs> okay, uh, Danielle, what was your question? Amy, we'll get into that next week. Danielle, what was your question? Um, why do men have to sleep in negative a hundred degree weather like my husband furnaces. has to have the ac on and i am literally an ice cube that's my question if the room <laughs> if the room is not below 66 degrees and even like 65 64 and i sleep naked if the room is not below that i am just a furnace and can't sleep yeah so it, i sleep naked and it has to be below that otherwise i'm just overheating all night long yeah. Yeah. I, keep I do not clothes. understand naked sleeping. Too. We should best. talk about that. Too. I cannot sleep with a stitch of clothing on. I cannot oh. do it. No, I don't really. I don't like that. <laughs> That's all right. I don't mind you doing it. It's all right. Again, I don't mind. I don't mean guys doing it, but I can't. It, that's a no. I'm sorry. It's, it's just a hard a no. It's a hard pass. <laughs> um, yeah. That's why, Danielle, I it's, like it's a, just too I hot. I like a full outfit. Sorry, Brooks. No, it's okay. It's just, for me, it's too hot. Like undercovers is too hot. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's body hair. I have a lot of body hair, and so I already have like a semi blanket on me. You know, I, I don't know. <laughs> Bob, what's your answer? Uh, I'm pretty much hairless. I'm like a like one of those those horrible cats in the uh, Austin Powers movies. So, <laughs> but I but I I just because I don't have that additional uh, warmth, you know, covering a blanket thing. I like it cold too, though. I I really do. I like it to be. About 66, 60, you know, 65, 66 degrees. I sleep best that way. And I don't need a lot of blankets either. I do need some pillows, though, so tell my wife. <laughs> <laughs> if you're watching, honey, can I have my pillows back? I mean, I think this was a very good episode. I don't know because we were all on it, but it felt good to me. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. I think I learned some things. I think we could do a follow-up at this one at some point because I think there's so many other things that um, – like, remember when we were doing the, the DM one, Amy, and, and like Paige was reading my DMs and I had no idea what was going on in my DMs. Like, wait, what just, was it? You thought the sliding into the DMs, remember? The what did you think was like something like, like LOL, lots of love or something? What was it that you thought something meant? Come on. Um, yeah, I thought it meant lots of love. This person gave, like, this is like when I was 19, 18 or something. Somebody was like, just like sending me messages, LOL, LOL. I'm like, oh my God, she's getting so attached to me. I got to, I got to back <laughs> off of this. I got to really back off of this because I'm not interested in this girl. But <laughs> she was just, yeah. Was, um, but then when we did that DM one, because um, I always try and help people out in my DMs. I get a lot of fitness, a lot of health, a lot of whatever questions. I try and help people. And then Paige read them and she's like, oh my God, do you not see what's going on? I'm like, no. And I even read her the DM and then she's like, well, and then she looked at it and she's like, well, did you not see the four heart emojis in there? I was like, oh, I, I just never even, no, not really. I, <laughs> I think men are oblivious in many ways. I think men are very, very acute and interpretive in many ways, but I also think we have a large yes. side of ourselves that are oblivious. That's yeah. a good one. We should discuss that too. I agree. With um, that. I would also, Brooks, one day when I could see you again, I would love to do an Instagram video with like seeing if you can decipher emojis. <laughs> just see what you think they mean because just for my own enjoyment, it'd be a lot of fun. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's, how can we do it? Can we Wait, do it? Why don't we just do it virtually? Yeah, I have okay. Brooks emoji challenge. Why don't we yeah. just do that? We can wait, just wait. do it virtually. Are you talking about? what the emoji means as far as the keyboard or what the emoji from the person, the meaning of them giving you the emoji. Maybe is. both. Paige told me the other day that the hands up, cause I give like high fives or like double high fives to everybody. And she's like, you know, that actually means praise. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's like, woohoo. I'm like, no, I did not know that. I'm giving double <laughs> high fives. <laughs> For five years I've been giving double high fives. <laughs> Bob, how's your emoji game? Yeah, I'd say uh, strong to moderately strong. No, I, yeah. I don't think I, I don't think I have much of an emoji game because I, I can tell you honestly that I would have used, I would have thought this was the life. Right? Also. My man, my man, we're on the level. And I do know that I thought this was like clapping, 
and someone told me uh, that whatever emoji I sent was was like praying. So I was like, oh, okay. So I have a couple of them that I messed up. Was it this one? No, I know that's the praying one. Oh. But I, it was the one where like, the, I, I put three of them in a row, I guess it meant something. I don't know. Yeah, I got, I've got some work to do. All right. Well, I feel like we got to close out the episode, Brooke. So take same time, off. same place. Okay. That, honestly, that was awesome. Um, uh, all our listeners, may email your questions to men at iheartradio.com. I'd love to do another one of this, what men don't understand about women. Next week, we're going to do what women don't understand about men. And we're going to clear all of these up for you in very short, quick, abrupt sentences. Make it very easy to, make it very easy to digest. Bob, you're the man, brother. I hope you'll come back with us. Thank um, you so much. I'd love to. Thank you. Fun. You're so fun. Danielle, Amy, I love you guys. Thank you so much to our whole team. Till next week, everybody. Take care of one another. Love one another. And we'll see you back here for another fun episode of How Men Think.